Welcome to episode 36 of The Football Story and our first of 2021. Unfortunately, Nick is not with me uh, this evening, but I'm lucky enough to be joined by Ty Francois, potentially Australia's next Premier League player. Um, Thanks for joining us all the way from London. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Um, Look, tell us a a little bit about kind of your uh, journey um, towards football. You're on the brink of breaking into the professional game um, at the moment, but tell us about your kind of youth and childhood and like when you first um, got into football. Yeah, so football has always been in the family, really. I've got an older brother. My dad always played. So it's always been in and around me from a young age. Um, I started playing at about four years old, just watching my brother play and going to his games. Um, and then, yeah, I fell in love with it then and then just played ever since, really. I've got two brothers, so there's always been a football in the backyard, um, always that competitive edge against us. So it's always been there from a young age and haven't stopped playing since. When did it like turn from a hobby into something that, I guess, became more of a pathway, like you could see yourself becoming a, a professional footballer as opposed to just going for a kick in the park? Um, I think it wouldn't be until I moved over here. Um, it's like you said, it's always been a hobby. It's always been a love of mine. But I guess once you come over here into the academy system and everything, you see how you, you can see a pathway and you see how um, there's a future in the game, really. So it was probably when I moved over here, so I would have been 14, 15. Um, that's when I started to see it as like, like, I can make a future out of this. So from what I like understand, you joined Fulham in 2013, is that correct? So you were yeah, yeah. about 13? 13, 13 right. yeah. So that's, that's like obviously like a very young age to like um, obviously like uplift everything and, and move overseas. What was that move like for you? Um. For me, it was exciting because I knew I was getting an opportunity over here that I wouldn't get in Australia. Um, So, yeah, for me, obviously, it's a big move, but I had my family with me, so that made it a lot easier. Um, Obviously, you miss the friends and the extended family and everything, but at a young age, I just wanted to play football. Um, So, for me, it was was exciting, and I didn't realise how serious it was until probably like a few months or years later. Yeah, I mean, did you feel like there was that pathway in Australia, or it, that was like a harder way into it than going overseas? Um, no, personally, I didn't feel like there was a pathway in Australia. Just because when I was there, there was no, there was no A League academies really. Um, there was none of that. It was all like, I don't know what it's called, but just little little academies. Um, so I felt, and I've always wanted the European, the European dream as well because of my style of play. Um, so. Yeah, coming abroad was always always a better pathway for me. Um, so you've been at Fulham, what, so it's almost eight years now. Yeah. What's Fulham like as a club? Obviously a traditionally pretty famous club, um, had some Australians, um, you know, grace the park at Craven Cottage. What's it been like, um, I guess, now eight years at the club? Yeah, no, they're a very, very family-orientated club. Um, they look after they look after me very well. Um, they've 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 been up and down between the Premier League and the Championship by the time I'm there, so they've never really had a stable place in any league. 
but no, they're always pushing. They're definitely a Premier League club. Um, definitely worthy. We've got the players, got the facilities of a Premier League club. So, um, it's where they should be, and hopefully, we can stay there this season. Um, but no, overall, they've been great. Um, from looking after you to the opportunities of playing in different tournaments abroad and everything, they've been yeah, superb. Yeah, I think they're a, a, f- a favourite of a lot of Australians. I think a lot of Australians like tuning in and watching Fulham play because of that kind of Australian connection. Um, like, So you haven't um, been part of the young Socceroos setup, which I guess to someone like me, that is slightly surprising um, considering where you're playing your club football. Do you think that's because you went overseas at such a young age and were not on that local like radar of the FFA? No, definitely, yeah. So I've only I've been to one camp only, which came last year. So I was nineteen. Um, that was my first ever call up. So yeah, it was frustrating, of course, from like the seventeens to the nineteens. So it was very frustrating not not getting even a look. I felt like they didn't even know I was here. Really, um, same problem. My little brother now he plays for Bristol City and he he's eighteen and he hasn't had a call up yet. So. It's, yeah, I think it's because we came over here at a young age and we've almost slipped under the radar. Um, but I've, I've been on a camp now, so they do they do know about me. Um, yeah. So, like, as I was saying, I think you're as well now on the radar of more, like, Australian football fans as well, not just, like, the FFA. Um, and I think people can, like, obviously, like, love looking for young talent. Um, is it an ambition of yours to to play for the Socceroos and be a part of the national team setup? No, definitely, yeah. So I've got dual um, citizenship, so play for England and Australia, but it's, I've, I grew up in Australia. Um, if it's closer to home, really, I've got my family and my friends there. So I've always, always um, picked Australia as number one national team to play for just because I feel a lot more connected um to the place so yeah definitely definitely on my radar definitely on my hit list to play for the Socceroos yeah well if you don't want to like go out of major tournaments in penalty shootouts maybe <laughs> the uh the Socceroos are the, are the choice um so you mentioned before like um that your style of play like sort of suited say overseas football more um I, I kind of wanted to ask what how would you describe yourself like actually um as a player say in you know in in your ideal formation, where is your ideal um, position and what kind of a player actually are you on the field? Yeah, so I'm not the biggest. I'm not physically the strongest or the quickest, but I'm a technical player. Um, I like to ball. I like to have the ball on my field a lot. Um, ideal position would be centre mid, a flat centre mid. So that box to box, I can make the box and defend our box. Um, yeah, technical player. I like to create goals, assists. Um and yeah, I just I like the ball at my feet genuinely. Yeah. Um, do you think that's something that say like is not um like focused as much on in like Australian football? Is that why you think that's probably European football is is sort of more focused on creativity and technical skills? Yeah, I think so. I haven't I haven't seen um the A League very recently, so I'm not sure what the what it's like too much over there, but just just from like experience and just from playing against the boys over here, it's always always going to be the better move for me, um, especially with the opportunity more so, um, being seen by the clubs in tournaments. Um, and yeah, football, it's huge in Europe, isn't it? They breathe and eat football. So yeah. um, this environment was always going to be better. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like I've spent some time in London and there's just, there seems to be a match on every day, people on the train (laughs) going to the, like, it's, it's unreal. Um, I want to ask a little bit more about your, your time at Fulham. Um, So you made your, your senior debut. So for the, for the, the senior side um, back in 2019 against uh, Southampton. Uh, What was that like um, as an experience? Yeah, no, that was pretty surreal. Um, It was a dream come true, really. I've, in building up to that moment, um, I didn't. I didn't know I was going to come on. I knew I was on the bench the night before. Um, so yeah, waiting on the bench for you know, like the first seventy minutes, or whatever, was just just like nerve wracking. Just wanting to get on. Um, but no, when I did come on, it flew by. Um, you couldn't hear no fans. You couldn't hear nothing. You're just almost in a zone, which was unreal. Um, wish it lasted longer, but. No, it was almost a relief to get on there um, and play with the older boys. Yeah, um, and you played again um, in the League Cup end of last year. Was that Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, for Wednesday, yeah. Um, and um, how was that different, say, from like 2019? Um, firstly, no fans. True. Um, so yeah, couldn't hear the fans in both, hey? Yeah. So it, it, it almost felt like a... We were winning 2-0 when I came on, so it was obviously less pressure. Um, it was more go and enjoy yourself, try, create a goal, try, um, score a goal. Um, so, yeah, it, it, felt, it felt a bit different because Southampton had a packed stadium in my first, um, my, my debut. And then the next one, empty stadium, winning 2-0, 20 minutes left. Um, yeah, so it felt wasn't, different. Price. Wasn't as much pressure on you, or you didn't yeah. feel as much. I I didn't feel as much, and also I've been with that first team now for like the last year leading up to that Sheffield game, so I knew all the boys very well. I was comfortable in the environment. Um, so are you like currently? Tr- do you train with the first team, or do you train with the reserves, or train with the first team, then like play with the reserves? Yeah, so for the last what. 18 months I've been with the first team. Um, I've obviously had two injuries, which has set me back a bit, but I've always been with the first team. And then to get my games, because it's obviously hard to break into this Premier League side and it's a long time without playing football games. So I play my games with the reserves, um, which is, yeah, they're, they're still a good bunch of lads of reserves. Um, they're all roughly my age, 19, 20. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm in between. I play my games with the 23s, train with the first team. Yeah, and what what's it like um, training and playing under um, Scott Parker? No, no, he's very good. He's so he's similar position to I was. So he he always he always gives me little little golden nuggets. Um, but he's like a very very passionate man. Like he he knows what he wants. He knows how he wants his team to play. And it's to a certain extent it's working. We just need to get the goals going in. But he's changed. Changed. Really changed the way. And the environment at the club, um, when he came in charge, it was a bit, we were almost broken a bit. We were we were relegated already three quarters of the season. So he's changed the culture. Um, and no, no, he's been, he's been very good to me as well. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And Fulham have had some pretty like, 
big signings or, or sort of like big household names? I mean, what, what, how do you feel when you're alongside people like, you know, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and um, Alexander Mitrovic? Do you get like a bit starstruck or is it to you, it's just there are the players and, you know, this is your job or is there still, you know, that element of, wow, like I, you know, I've seen these guys play when I was younger and that kind of thing. No, no, definitely, definitely at first. Um, but then once you get to know them, they're just like they're just like you and me. They're just they're just normal, aren't they? Just um, yeah. They're just they're just people. So um, definitely at first, when you see, like, especially this last minute, you see Ruben come in. You're like, whoa, he's I'm, I have been watching him for a while. So, um, but yeah, you, once you get to know him and Mitrovic, the same. They're all they're all incredibly humble, which I thought I didn't think. I thought um, people would come in with egos or whatever, but it's been nothing like that. Um, they've been humble and they've always been easy to talk to. So, yeah, sometimes you realize like, oh, I'm playing with these guys, but then another time you're like, all right, they're just they're just another human at the end of the day. Yeah. So I guess a lot of like a, a very like pop like not popular common pathway I guess for for young like players coming out through Premier League teams is is that often you know get the debut in the League Cup or maybe the FA Cup. Um, and and often a loan move follows. Is that like something that would be in your plans, or are you like pretty content at like sticking out and breaking into the the first team at Fulham? Or um, has there ever been an option of going out on a loan? No, definitely, yeah. So I was aiming to go out on loan this window that just passed, but I ended up getting injured in October, um, which set me back quite a bit. So right now, obviously, the window's closed. So um, I'm pushing to get an appearance on the Premier League with Fulham um, and try to work my way up and try to get, get a few appearances. But definitely loan moves are um, definitely a good option, especially just to get some men's football under your belt and experience. Um, don't think you can go wrong there. Um, so no, definitely in the future, um, an option move, probably if I can't get into this film team, would definitely be a um, likeable option. So does your, like, say your, your future plan or your future aspirations, like, change if Fulham like goes down or stays in the Premier League does that does that affect yeah. your future no definitely yeah I think I feel like if they get relegated um I'd back my, ch- my chances to get into the, the championship side um but if we stay in the Premier League more likely going to bring in some more big big household names um which could potentially push me to the bottom of the pecking order so um that's when the loan would definitely be attractive yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, what what is it like? Obviously, Fulham are, are around the bottom of the table, and and prob- it is probably going to go down to you know the last couple of weeks. You you would assume, um, obviously, mm-hmm. just with the strength of the Premier League. What's it like being around a club that is, um, almost fighting for survival from the the outset? And and as no disrespect to Fulham, but probably more as just a reflection of how far the Premier League has come. Yeah, no, to be honest, like the morale and the spirit is very high. Um, I feel like at the start of the season, I'm not sure if you saw, but like the first four, three, yeah. four games, we, we were getting battered. Yeah. Um, but then that's changed around. We've, we've been putting in some very good performances, like yeah. competing with the top teams. It's just the little things that aren't going our way, the goals, the decisions. Um, so that's, that's encouraging. Um, training has been like high quality, spirits high. Um, there was a real belief that we can stay up and 
if we start scoring goals, we definitely will, just because of the way we're playing. Even yeah. yesterday's game, like, controlled that game for large parts of yeah. the night. Yeah. So it's frustrating because we're doing everything right, competing, we're playing well, but we're not getting the three points, which is the most important at the end of the day, isn't it? So Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's encouraging. There's there's no there's no um tension or anything. Everyone's got a real belief about them. So it's it's been it's been good to see from my point of view. And what's it been like, you know, we've had no I think there was maybe was there a week or two where they sort of brought back maybe 2,000 fans and then that kind yeah. of got stopped? I mean, what's that whole, obviously the no fans bit, but the whole just like living in a bubble and and not having like that normal experience, what's that been like? Yeah, especially at first, it was difficult. It's when we were in the promotion fight. Um, yeah, I remember so watching that, that playoff final. It's like in an empty Wembley exactly. Stadium, 80,000 Empty Wembley people. Stadium. So, like, for me, it was very interesting because I could hear everything everyone was saying. I could hear the coaches, I could hear the players, what they were saying. So, for me, it wasn't too different. But I guess for, like, your Mitrovic's, your Rubens, who's been used to playing in front of 50,000 yeah. fans, it'd be a bigger transition for them. Um, but, but, no, then the bubble, the bubble's been, especially for me, it's been good because it's given me some normality. Yeah. Um, yeah. My schedule, my routine stayed the same throughout this whole pandemic really um so yeah it, it is literally a bubble we we're literally stuck to each other um we can't go out we can't see other people we get tested twice a week so but at the same time it's good we still have our jobs and everything yeah yeah obviously like a, a silver lining to that and obviously it's like great being able to watch football it still like doesn't feel right not having fans um exactly. in the stadium craven cottage like i always kind of see this on the footage um they're building like they're decking out the stadium are they what's that going to be like yeah they're building a so it's called the river stand it's going to be i can't remember what the increase of capacity is but it's not it's going to be nice it's like almost um like a restaurant up there and everything so for hospital hospitality more so yeah um but yeah no it's going to be nice i think it's done next year or the end of this year or something like that yeah. um but no yeah yeah it's going to look nice because um, Craven Cottage is a nice, nice stadium. It's not huge, yeah. but it's very like it's close to each other. It's by the river. It's, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, it, like in terms of Australians in the Premier League, obviously, like there's been a bit of sort of coverage about maybe the lack of Australians playing in big leagues. Um, obviously, Matty Ryan, um, we well, made his debut for Arsenal last night, um, but seemed seemed to be on the outer at Brighton. Um, obviously, there was news a couple of weeks ago about Caleb Watts um, coming on and and playing his first Premier League game. Do you feel like uh, obviously your 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 dual citizenship and you know haven't committed one way or the other yet? Um, but do you kind of feel like there is a kind of a lack of Australians playing in those big leagues and like compared to I guess you know looking back on that generation where we had. You know your Schwartzes at Fulham, and you know your Cahills and your Kules. Yeah, no, there is. There's not. There's not many, um, especially in the actual first team, like an established Premier League player. There's not many compared to those days. So um, there's a, there's a good but there's a good crop of young players, Australian players coming through. I feel um, yeah. wherever it's in the Premier so League too. or around Europe, yeah. um, yeah. some talented boys coming through. So hopefully, hopefully we can change that. Is that added motivation? Uh, like, 
Yeah, yeah, it is because like I'm known as the Australian boy at Fulham, and they're always saying like, "Who do you guys have in the Premier League?" Blah blah blah. So it is out of motivation because um, Premier League ultimately is the best league in the world, um, most competitive league in the world. So um, I think that should be every Australian or young footballer's aspirations to play in there. Yeah. Um. So kind of to, to conclude and like maybe look um forward a little bit do you have any like specific like um long-term career ambitions obviously like you know seeing say maddie ryan last night play for um you know the the club that he grew up supporting are are there any clubs or um managers that you would love to work under or play for um in the future or is that are you just kind of taking it as it goes um i wouldn't say a particular club or manager but Definitely, definitely got aspirations to play in a top four Premier League club. Yeah. Um, in the future, obviously play in Champions League. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no names, but no, definitely, definitely want to get to the top of the game and stay there um, for a long period of time. And who were your football idols growing up, like players that you say either modelled yourself off or just like loved watching? Um, so playing style, loved watching Iniesta, Messi. Yeah, those are my two two boys. I used to love watching. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've played Iniesta to play. Um, before, yeah, he was he was a joke. So yeah, yeah. Those those two those two mainly were my main footballing um, style of play idols. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Last um question. I'll put you on the spot here. Um. Who is going to win the Premier League uh, this year? Um, and if you want to give me your top four, you can. Um, Premier League this year is going to be Man City. Yep. Probably um, a fair so bit. Top four. So Man City first. United second. You reckon United will go second? Above Liverpool? That's probably a fair shout, actually. Like, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's yeah. So United, Liverpool. I'm not sure second or third. I reckon United will scrape it. Yeah, fair enough. Just because of Liverpool's defensive problems, and then yes, fourth, true. I'm gonna throw in a wild one. Um, Leicester. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I reckon that's a good shout, actually. Just just from when we played them, I think it was last week. They the way they moved the ball was was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're a very good side. Um, so maybe Leicester will be in the uh, in the future big four clubs you want to play for. They'll probably <laughs> become a big four club. Um, yeah. Great. Well, Ty, thank you like so much for giving us or giving me um, some of your time. Um, I, I hope that I'm going to be able to see you on Optus Sport um, <laughs> playing for Fulham, uh, obviously in the, in the near future, and, and obviously best of luck to the team and the squad. Um, for the rest of this season and, and in that relegation fight. Um, but I think first and foremost, um, yeah, I guess all Australians just want to see you playing um, for their first team, whether that is in the Premier League or in the Championship next season. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, slapping on the green and gold, um, you know, would be obviously like, you know, and, and bringing some some real skill and like technical ability back to the national team. Um, so thank you for giving us your time. Uh, I thank hope you, that, much. Uh, you become a household name um, and, and um, 
yeah, that you really can, um, yeah, extend your career and um, break into that first team. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, no worries. It. Not at all. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, Ty. Um, and that has been uh, another episode of The Football Story. All right. Thank you. <laughs>